0: THE PENDANT SHAKESPEARE PRESENTS EPISODE 1 OF WILLIAM SHAKESPEARE'S DOUBLE FALSEHOOD My gracious father, this unwanted strain visits my heart with sadness.
1: Why, my son, making my death familiar to my tongue digs not my grave one jot before the date. I've worn the garland of my honours long. I would not leave it withered to thy brow, but flourishing and green, worthy the man who, with my dukedoms, airs my better glories.
0: This praise, which is my pride, spreads me with blushes.
1: Think not that I can flatter thee, my Roderick, or let the scale of love or my judgment. Like a fair glass of retrospection, thou reflectest the virtues of my early youth making my old blood mend its pace with transport, while fond Enrique, thy irregular brother, sets the large credit of his name at stake, a truant to my wishes and his birth. His taints of wildness hurt our nicer honour.
0: I trust my brother will, by the vantage of his cooler wisdom, erewhile redeem the hot escapes of youth and court opinion with a golden conduct.
1: Be thou a prophet in that kind suggestion. But I, by fears weighing his unweighted course, interpret for the future from the past, and strange misgivings, why he hath of late, by importunity and strained petition, wrested our leave of absence from the court. Why he hath pressed this absence, sir,
0: I know not. But have his letters of a modern date, wherein by Julio good Camilla's son, who, as he says, shall follow hard upon, and whom I with the growing hour expect Enriquez doth solicit the return of gold to purchase certain horse that like him well. This Julio he encountered first in France, and lovingly commends him to my favour, wishing I would detain him some few days, to know the value of his well-placed
1: trust. Oh, do it, Roderick and essay to mould him an honest spy upon thy brother's riots. Make us acquainted when the youth arrives. We'll see this Julio, and he shall from us receive the secret loan Enrique requires.
2: How comes the Duke to take such notice of my son? Julio, that he must needs have him in court, and I must send him upon the view of his letter. Horsemanship? What horsemanship has Julio? I think he can no more but gallop a hackney, unless he practised riding in France. It may be he did so, for he was there a good continuance. But I have not heard him speak much of his horsemanship. That's no matter. If he be not a good horseman, all's one in such a case. He must bear. Princes are absolute. They may do what they will in anything, save what they cannot do. Oh, come on, sir. Read this paper. No more ado, but read it. It must not be answered by my hand, nor yours, but in gross by your person. Your sole person. Read aloud.
3: Please you to let me overlook it, Mama.
2: I was this other day in a spleen against your new suits. I do now think some fate was the tailor that hath fitted them, for this hour they are for the palace of the duke. Your father's house is too dusty. <laughs>
3: it's a court. Which is the better, to serve my mistress or duke? I am sued to be his slave, and I sue to be Leonorus.
2: You shall find your horsemanship much praised there. Are you so good a horseman?
3: I have been ere now commended for my seat, or mocked.
2: Take one commendation with another, every third's a mock. Affect not therefore to be praised, Here's a deal of command and entreaty mixed. There's no denying, you must go. Peremptorily, he enforces that.
3: What fortune, soever, my going shall encounter cannot be good fortune.
2: You must needs go. He rather conjures than importunes.
3: No moving of my love suit to him now?
2: Great fortunes have grown out of less grounds.
3: What may her father think of me? Who expects to be solicited this very night.
2: Those scattered pieces of virtue which are in him, the court will solder together, varnish, and rectify.
3: She will surely think I deal too slightly, or unmannerly, or foolishly. Indeed, nay, dishonestly. To bear him in hand with my father's consent, who yet hath not been touched with so much as a request to it.
2: Well, sir. Have you read it over? Yes, ma'am. And considered it? As I can. If you are courted by good fortune, you must go.
3: So it please you.
2: By any means, and tomorrow. Is it not there the limit of his request?
4: It is.
2: I must bethink me of some necessaries, without which you might be unfurnished, and my supplies shall, at all convenience, follow you. Uh, Come to my closet by-and-by, I would there speak with you.
3: I do not see that fervor in the maid which youth and love should kindle. She consents as twere to feed without an appetite, tells me she is content and plays the coy one, like those that subtly make their words their ward, keeping a dress at a distance. This affection is such a feigned one, as will break untouched. Die, frosty. ere it can be thawed, while mine, like to climb beneath Hyperion's eye, burns with one constant heat. I'll straight go to her, pray her, to regard my honor. But she greets me. See how her beauty doth enrich this place. Oh, add the music of thy charming tongue. Sweet as the lark that wakens upon the morn and makes me think it's paradise. Indeed, I was about to seek thee, Leonora. and chide thy coldness, love.
5: What says your mother?
3: I have not moved her yet.
5: Then do not, Julio.
3: Not move her? Was it not your own command that her consent should ratify our loves?
5: Perhaps it was. But now I've changed my mind. You purchase at too dear a rate, that puts you to woo me and your mother too. Besides, as she perchance may say, you shall not have me. You who are so obedient must discharge me out of your fancy. Then you know it will prove my shame and sorrow, meeting such propulse to wear the willow in my prime of youth.
3: Oh, do not rack me with these ill-placed doubts. Nor think that, though age has in my mother's breast put out love's flame, she therefore has not eyes or is in judgment blind. You wrong your beauties. Venus will frown on you if you despise her gifts. That have a face would make a frozen hermit leap from his cell and burn his beads to kiss it. Eyes that are nothing but continual births of new desires in those that view their beams. You cannot have a cause to doubt.
5: Why? Julio, when you that dare not choose without your mother, and where you love you dare not vouch it, must not, though you have eyes, see with them? Can I think you somewhat, perhaps infected with your suit, sit down content contend to say you would, but dare not?
3: Urge not suspicions of what cannot be, or you deal unkindly. Misbecomingly, I am loath to say, for all that waits you is graced and graces, No impediment shall bar my wishes, but such grave delays as reason presses patience with, which blunt not, but rather wet our loves. Be patient, my sweet. (laughs) Ha!
5: Patient! What else? My flames are in the flint. Happily to lose a husband I may weep, never to get one. When I cry for bondage, let freedom quit me.
3: From what spirit comes this? I now perceive too plain you care not for me. Duke, I obey thy summons, be it's tenor whatever it will, if war I will come thy soldier, or if to wake my silken hours at court the slave of fashion. I, with willing soul, embrace the lazy banishment for life, since Leonora has pronounced my doom.
5: What do you mean? Why talk you with the Duke? Wherefore of war or court or banishment
3: how this new note is grown of me i know not but the duke writes for me coming to move my mother in our business i did find her reading this letter whose contents require my instant service and repair to court
5: <laughs> now i perceive the birth of these delays why leonora was not worth your suit repair to court i there you shall perhaps rather pass doubt behold some choicer beauty rich in her charms, trained to the art of soothing, shall prompt you to a spirit of hardiness. To say so please you, mother, I have chosen this mistress for my own.
3: Still you mistake me. Ever your servant, I profess myself, and will not blot me with a charge for all that sea and land inherit.
5: But when go you?
3: Tomorrow, my love. So runs the duke's command, stinting our farewell kisses, cutting off the Forms of parting, and the interchange of a thousand precious vows. Oh. Why have that sigh?
5: Oh, Julio, let me whisper what but for parting I should blush to tell thee. My heart beats thick with fears, lest the gay, scene, the spunders of a court should from thy breast banish my image, kill my interest in thee, and I be left the scoff of maids, to Drop a widow's tear for thy departed fate.
3: Oh, let assurance, strong as words can bind, tell thy pleased soul, I will be wondrous faithful. True as the sun is to his race of light, and shade to darkness, and desire to beauty, and when I swerve, let wretchedness overtake me. Great as error the falsehood met or change can merit.
5: Enough. I'm satisfied and will remain yours, with a firm and untired constancy. Make not your absence long, old men are wavering, and swayed by interest more than promise given. Should some fresh offer start, when you're away, I may be pressed to something, which must put my faith, or my obedience, to the rack.
3: Fear not. But I, with swiftest wing of time, will labor my return, and in my absence, my noble friend, and now our honored guest, the Lord Enrique, will, in my behalf, hang at your father's ear, and with kind hints poured from a friendly tongue, secure my claim.
5: Is there no instance of a friend turned false? Take heed of that. No love by proxy, Julio. My father.
4: What, Julio, in public? This wooing is too urgent. Is your mother yet moved in the suit, who must be the prime unfolder of this business?
3: I have not yet, indeed, at full possessed my mother whom it is my service follows, but only that I have a wife in Chase.
4: Chase? Let Chase alone, no matter for that. You may halt after her whom you profess to pursue, and catch her, too. Mary not unless your mother let you slip. Briefly, I desire you, for she tells me my instructions shall be both eyes and feet to her, no farther to insist in your requiring till, as I have formerly said, Camilla make known to me that her good liking goes along with us, which but once breathed, all is done. Till then, the business has no life and cannot find a beginning.
3: I will know her mind. Ere I taste sleep. At morn you shall be learned and heard desire. I take my leave. O virtuous Leonora, repose, sweet as thy beauties seal thy eyes. Once more, adieu. I have thy promised love. Remember, and be faithful.
4: If I thought young Julio's temper were not mended by the mettle of his mother, I should be something crazy in giving my consent to this match. And, to tell you true, if my eyes might be the director's to your mind, I could, in this town, look upon twenty men of more delicate choice. I speak not this altogether to unbend your affections to him, but the meaning of what I say is, that you set such price upon yourself to him as many and much his betters would buy you at and reckon those virtues in you at the rate of their scarcity, to which, if he come not up, you remain for a better mart. My obedience, papa, is chained to your advice. Tis well said, and wisely. I fear your lover is a little folly-tainted, which, shortly after it proves so, you will repent.
5: I confess I approve him of all the men I know, but that approbation is nothing till seasoned by your consent.
4: We shall hear soon what his mother will do, and so proceed accordingly. I have no great heart to the business, neither will I with any violence oppose it, but leave it to that power which rules in these conjunctions, and there's an end. Come, haste we homeward, girl." Where is
6: the music, sir? Coming, my lord. Mm. (claps) Ha! Yes! This maid for whom my sighs ride on the night's chill vapor is born most humbly. Though she be as fair as nature's richest mold can make her. But what of that? The obscurities of her birth cannot eclipse the luster of her eyes, which make her all one light. Strike up but touch the strings with a religious softness. Teach sound to languish through the night's dull ear till melancholy start from her lazy couch and carelessness grow convert to attention. She drives me into a wonder when I sometimes hear her discourse. The court whereof report and guests alone inform her she will rave at as if she were there seven reigns in slandered time. Then, when she reasons on her country-state, health, virtue, plainness, and simplicity, on beauty's true entitle, scorning art, freedom as well to do as think what's good. My heart grows sick of birth and empty rank, and I become a villager in wish. Be still and vanish. A gleam of day breaks sudden from her window. Oh, Taper, graced by that midnight hand.
7: Who it's that woos at this late hour? What are you?
6: One who for your dear sake watches Watches the the starless starless night.
0: night. Aye, 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 aye.
7: My lord Enrique, Oh, my ear deceives me. You've had my answer. And his... More than strange you'll combat these repulses oh good my lord be friend to your own health and give me leave securing my poor fame nothing to pity what pangs you swear you suffer tis mm, impossible to plant your choice affections in my shade oh, at least for them to grow there
6: why Fiolante?
7: alas sir there are reasons numerous to bar your aims be warned towers more wholesome for these you watch in vain i have read stories i fear two true ones how young lords like you have thus besung in windows set up plain girls like me the idols of their worship then left them to bewail their easy fate and stand the world's contempt.
6: Your memory too faithful to the wrongs of few lost maids makes fear too general.
7: Oh, let us be homely and let us too be chaste, doing you lords no wrong. Crediting your oaths with such a spirit as you profess them, so no party trusted shall make a losing bargain. Home, my lord. What you can say is most unseasonable, what sing most absent and harsh? Nay, your perfume, which I smell hither, cheers not my sense like our field violet's breath.
6: Why, this dismission does more invite my staying.
7: Men of your temper? Ugh, make everything their bramble.
3: Whoa. Oh, oh,
6: oh, oh. oh signor!
7: But I wrong that which I am preserving, my maid's name, to hold so long discourse.
4: Oh, oh my lord!
6: oh! oh. She's gone. Who am I that am thus contemned? The second son to a prince? Yes, well, what then? Why, your great birth forbids you to descend to a low alliance. Hers is the selfsame stuff whereof we dukes are made, but clay more pure. And take away my title which is acquired not by myself, but thrown by fortune on me or by the merit of some ancestor of singular quality she doth inherit deserts to outweigh me i must stoop to gain her throw all my gay comparisons aside and turn my proud additions out of service rather than keep them to become my masters the dignities we wear are gifts of pride laughed at by the wise as mere outside
8: Soft, soft to you, neighbor, who comes here. Pray you slink aside.
9: It is Enrique. Ha!
6: Is it come to this? Oh, the devil, the devil, the devil.
9: <laughs> Lo you now. For want of the discreet label of a cool understanding, will this fellow's brains boil over?
6: <laughs> to have enjoyed her, I would have given what? All that presently I could boast my own, and the reversion of the world to boot had the inheritance been mine. And now just doom of guilty joys, I grieve as much that I have rifled the stores of beauty, those charms of innocence and artless love, as just before I was devoured with sorrow, that she refused my vows and shut the door upon my ardent longings.
8: Love, love, downright love, I see by the foolishness of it.
6: Now then, to recollection. Was not so a promise first of marriage, not a promise only, for t'was bound with surety of a thousand oaths, and those not light ones neither. Yet I remember, too, those oaths could not prevail. The unpractised maid trembled to meet my love. By force alone I snatched the imperfect joy which now torments my memory. Not love, but brutal violence prevailed, to which the time and place and opportunity were accessories most dishonorable. Shame shame upon it
4: what a heap of stuff's this a
9: fancy this fellow's head would make a good bedler's pack neighbor
6: hold let me be severe to myself but not unjust was it a rape then no her shrieks her exclamations then had drove me from her true she did not consent as true she did not resist but still in silence all Was but the coyness of a modest bride, not the resentment of a ravished maid, and is the man yet born who would not risk the guilt to meet the joy. The guilt. That's true. But then the danger, the tears, the clamors of the ruined maid pursuing me to court. That, that I fear will, as it already does my conscience something, shatter my honor. What's to be done? But now I have no choice. Fair Leonora reigns confess the tyrant queen of my revolted heart. And Violante seems a short usurper there. Julio's already by my arts removed. Oh, friendship. How wilt thou answer that? Oh, that a man could reason down the fever of the blood or soothe with words the tumult of his heart. Then, Julio, I might be indeed thy friend. They, they only should condemn me who, born devoid of passion, ne'er have proved the fierce disputes twixt virtue and desire. While they who have, like me, the loose escapes of youthful nature known, must wink at mine, indulgent of their own.
8: This man is certainly mad and may be mischievous. Aye. Prithee, neighbor. Let's follow him, but at some distance, for fear of the worst.
7: Whom shall I look upon without a blush? There's not a maid whose eye with a virgin glaze pierces not to my guilt. What will avail me to say I was not willing? Nothing! But to that I publish my dishonor and wound my fame anew. Misery to seem to all one's neighbors rich, yet know one's self necessitous and wretched.
10: Lady Viovante? Ma'am? Here's Gerald, Lord
7: Enrique's servant. He brings a letter to you. A letter to me? How I tremble now. Your lord's for court, good Gerald, is he not?
6: Not so, lady.
7: Oh, my presaging heart, where goes he then?
6: He's business now steers him some other course.
7: her, I pray you? Oh, how my fears torment me.
6: Some two months' progress.
7: Whither, whither, sir? I do beseech you. Good heavens, I lose all patience. Did he deliberate this? Or was the business but then conceived? When was it born?
6: Lady, I know not that. Nor is it in the command I have to wait your answer. For the perusing the letter, I commend you to your leisure.
7: To hearts like mine, suspense is misery. Wax, render up thy trust. Be the contents prosperous or fatal, they are all my due. Our prudence should now teach us to forget
6: what our indiscretion has committed. I've already made one step toward this wisdom, by prevailing on myself to bid you you farewell.
8: farewell.
7: Wretched and betrayed, lost, Violante, heart wounded with a thousand perjured vows, poisoned with studied language and bequeathed to desperation, I am now become the tomb of my own honor a dark mansion for death alone to dwell in. I invite thee, consuming desolation, to this temple. Now fit to be thy spoil, the ruined fabric which cannot be repaired at once overthrown. What must I do? But that's not worth my thought. I will commend to Hazard all the time that I shall spend hereafter. Farewell, my father, who will no more offend. And men, adieu, whom I'll no more believe in. Hey, it's adieu, Though I'll no longer shame. The way I go, as yet I know not. Sorrow be my guide.
6: Where were the eyes, the voice, the various charms, each beauteous particle, each nameless grace, parents of glowing love? All these in her it seems were naught but a disease in me that fancied graces in her. Who ne'er beheld more than a hawthorn shall have cause to say the cedar's a tall tree and scorn the shade the loved bush once had given him. Soft. Mine honor begins to sicken in this black reflection. How can it be that with my honor safe I should pursue Leonora from my wife? That were accumulating injuries, to Violante first, and now to Julio. To her, a perjured wretch, to him, perfidious, and to myself, in strongest terms, accused of murdering honor willfully, without which my dog's the creature of the nobler kind. But pleasure is too strong for reason's curb and conscience sinks or powered with beauty, sweets. Come, Leonora, authress of my crime, appear and vindicate thy empire here. Aid me to drive this lingering honor hence, and I am wholly
4: thine. Fy, my good lord, why would you wait without? If you suspect your welcome, I have brought my Leonora to assure you of it.
6: O oh, kiss,
4: sweet as the odors of spring,
6: but cold as dew that dwells on morning flowers. Say, Leonora, has your father conquered? Shall duty then at last obtain the prize which you refuse to love? And shall Enrique owe all his happiness to good Bernardo? Ah! No. I read my ruin in your eyes.
4: That sorrow louder than a thousand tongues pronounces my despair. Come, Leonora, you are not now to learn. This noble lord, whom but to name restores my failing age, has with a lover's eye beheld your beauty, through which his heart speaks more than language can. It offers joy and happiness to you and honor to our house. Imagine, then, the birth and qualities of him that loves you, which, when you know, you cannot rate too dear. My father,
5: on my knees I do beseech you to pause one moment on your daughter's ruin. I vow, my heart even bleeds, that I must thank you for your past tenderness, and yet distrust that which is yet behind, considers her, who, wears the occasion of another's fault, cannot himself be innocent. Oh, give not the censuring world occasion to reproach your harsh commands, or to my charge lay that which most I fear, the fault of disobedience.
4: Prithee, fear neither the one nor the other. I tell thee, girl, there's more fear than danger. For my own part, as soon as thou art married to this noble lord, my fears will be over.
5: Sir, I should be the vainest of my sex not to esteem myself unworthy far of this high honor. Once there was a time when to have heard my lord Enrique's vows would have subdued my unexperienced heart and made me wholly his. But that's now past, and my firm-plated faith by your consent was long since given the injured Julio.
4: Why then, by my consent, intake take it back again. Thou, like a simple wench, hast given thy affections to a fellow that does not care a farthing for them, one that has left thee for a jaunt to court, as who should say, I'll get a place now. Tis time enough to marry when I'm turned out of it. So surely it should
6: seem most lovely maid. Julio, alas, feels nothing of my passion. His love is but the amusement of an hour, a short relief from business or ambition the sport of youth and fashion of the age. Oh, had he known the hopes, the doubts, the ardors, or half the fond varieties of passion that play the tyrant with my tortured soul, he had not left thee to pursue his fortune, to practice cringes in a slavish circle and barter real bliss for unsure honor.
5: Oh, the opposing wind shouldering the tide makes here a fearful billow. My needs must perish in it. Oh, my Lord, is it then possible you can forget what's due to your great name and princely birth? To friendship's holy law, the faith reposed, to truth, to honor, to poor injured Julio? Think, my Lord, how much this Julio loves you. Recall his services, his well-tried faith, think, too, this very hour, where'er he be. Your favor is the envy of the court and secret triumph of his grateful heart, Julio, securely thou dependst upon the faith and honor of thy master, taken youth. This very hour he robs thee of all thy heart holds dear. Tis so Enrique repays the merits of unhappy Julio.
6: <laughs> My slumbering honor catches the alarm. I was to blame to parley with her thus. She's shown me to myself. It troubles me.
4: Mad, mad, stark mad by this light. I but begin to be so. I conjure you by all the tender
5: interests of nature, by the chaste love twixt you and my dear mother. Holy heaven that she were living now. Forgive and pity me. Sir, so remember, I've heard my mother say a thousand times her father would have forced her virgin choice. When the conflict is twixt love and duty, which should be first obeyed, my mother quickly paid up her vows to love, and married you. You thought this well. She was praised for this. For this her name was honored. Disobedience was ne'er imputed to her. Her firm love conquered what e'er opposed it, and she prospered long time, your wife. My case is now the same. You are the father, you then condemned. I, what my mother was, not so happy.
4: Go to you're a fool. No doubt you have old stories enough to undo you. What? You can't throw yourself away, but by precedent, huh? You will needs be married to one that will none of you. You will be happy nobody's way, but your own, forsooth. But you mock me, Spare your tongue for the future, and that's using you hardly too to bid you spare what you have a great deal too much of. Go, go your ways, and you hear, get ready within these two days to be married to a husband you don't deserve. Do it, or by my dead father's soul, you are no acquaintance (laughs) of mine. She weeps. Be gentler to her good Bernardo.
5: Then woe the day! I'm circled round with fire! No way for my escape, but through the flames. Can I ever resolve to live without a father's blessing or abandon Julio? With other maids, the choice were not so hard. Interest that rules the world has made at last the merchandise parts, and virgins now choose as their bid and wed without esteem. By no poor spring shall my affections move, nor own a master but the man I love.
4: Go thy ways, contradiction. Follow her, my lord. Follow her in the very heat. This obstinacy must be combated by importunity as obstinate. Leonora! The girl says right. Her mother was just such another. (laughs) Two of us courted her at the same time. She loved neither of us, but she chose me purely to spite the surly old blockhead, my father-in-law. Who comes here? Camilla? Now the refusing part will lie on my side.
2: My worthy neighbour, I am much in fortune's favour to find you thus alone. I have a suit to you. Please to name it, ma'am. Sir, I have long held you in singular esteem, and what I shall now say will be a proof of it. You know, sir, I have but one son. Aye,
4: ma'am. And the fortune I am blessed withal, you pretty well know what it is. Tis a fair one, ma'am.
2: Such as it is, the whole reversion is my son's. He is now engaged in his attendance on our master, the duke. But ere he went, he left me with the secret of his heart, his love for your fair daughter, for your consent, he said, 'Twas ready. I took a night indeed to think upon it, and now have brought you mine, and am come to bind the contract with half my fortune in present, the whole some time hence, and in the meanwhile, my hearty blessing.
4: Huh? What say you to it, Don Bernard? Why, really, neighbour. I must own I have heard something of this matter. Heard something of it? No doubt you have. Yes, now I recollect it well. Was it so long ago then? Very long ago, neighbour. On Tuesday last.
2: What, am I mocked in this business, Don Bernard?
4: Uh, Not mocked, good Camilla, not mocked. But in love matters, you know there are abundances of changes in half an hour. Time. Time, neighbour, plays tricks with all of us. Time, sir? What tell you me of time? Come, I see
2: how this goes. Can a little time take a man by the shoulder and shake off his honour? Let me tell you, neighbour... It must either be a strong wind or a very mellow honesty that drops so easily. Time, Quotha!
4: (laughs) Look, Camilla, will you please to put your indignation in your pocket for half a moment while I tell you the whole truth of the matter? My daughter, you must know, is such a tender soul. She cannot possibly see a duke's younger son without falling desperately in love with him. Now you know, neighbor, when greatness rides post after a man of my years, tis both prudence and good breeding to let oneself be overtaken by it. And who could help all this? I profess it was not my seeking, neighbor. I profess
2: a fox might earth in the hollowness of your heart, neighbor, and there's an end. If I were to give a bad conscience its true likeness, it should be drawn after a very near neighbour to a certain poor neighbour of yours. Neighbour with a pox.
4: Nay, you are so nimble with me, you will hear nothing.
2: Sir, if I must speak nothing, I will hear nothing. As for what you have to say, if it comes from your heart, tis a lie before you speak it. I'll tell Leonora. And if I find her in the same story, why? I shall believe your wife was true to you and your daughter is
4: your own. Fare you well. Aye, but two words must go to that bargain. It happens that I am at present. Of opinion, my daughter shall receive no more company today. At least, no such visits as yours.
5: I have waited at the window, yet know not one that passes. Should I trust my letter to a stranger whom I think to bear an honest face, in which sometimes we fancy we are wondrous skillful, then I might be much deceived? This late example, of on became leading in me now, for each good aspect takes away my trust, for his face seemed to promise truth and honor. Since nature's gifts in noblest forms deceive, be happy you that want him. Here comes one. I've seen him, though I know him not. He has an honest face, too. That's no matter. Sir! To me? As you were of a virtuous matron born. There is no doubt you are. I do conjure you. Grant me one boon. Say, so you know me, sir.
9: I, Leonora, are worthy father.
5: I have not time to press the suit I have to you with many words. Nay, I should want the words, though I had pleasure. But for love of justice, and as you pity misery. But I wander wide from my subject. Know you, know you Julio, sir?
9: Yes, very well. And love him too, as well.
5: Oh, there an angel spake! Then I conjure you, convey this paper to him. And believe me, you do heaven service in. And shall have cause not to repent your pains. I know not what your fortune is. Me
4: gentle sir, that I am bold to offer this.
5: Leonora? I trust to you. Heaven put it in your heart to work me some relief.
9: Doubt it not, lady. You have moved me so that though a thousand dangers barred my way, I dare them all to serve you. Thanks
5: from a richer hand than mine were quite you. Why,
9: daughter. I come.
5: Oh, you? you're but half my grief. A one time to bring
6: relief went from the window she did bow and call, her passion
9: shook her voice. And from her eyes, mistemper and distraction, with strange wildness, bespoke concern above a common sorrow.
3: Poor Leonora. treacherous. Damned, Enrique. She bids me fill my memory with her danger. I do, my Leonora, yes. I fill the region of my thought with nothing else. Lower. She tells me here that this affair shall yield a testimony of her love and prays her letter may come safe and sudden. This prayer the heavens have heard, and I beseech them. To hear the prayers she makes. Have patience, sir. Oh, my good friend. Methinks I am too patient. Is there a treachery, like in this baseness recorded anywhere? Is it the deepest? None but itself can be its parallel. And from a friend? Professed? Friendship? Why, tis a word forever maimed in human nature. It is a thing noblest. And amongst the beasts it stood in a mean place. Things of fierce nature hold amity and concordance. Such a villainy our writer could not put in his scene without a taxation of his auditory for the fiction most enormous. These upbraidings cool time while they are vented. I am counseled for you evermore thanks. You've done much for us, so gently press toot that I may persuade me. You'll do a little more. Put me to employment that's honest, though not safe. With my best spirits, I'll give to
9: accomplishment.
3: No more but this, for I must see Leonora, and to appear like Julio, as I am, might haply spoil some good event ensuing, unmarked and secret. You shall not want, yonder's the house before us. Make haste to reach it. Still, I thank you, sir. Oh, Leonora. Stand but this rude shock. Hold out thy faith against the dread assault of this base lord. The service of my life shall be devoted to repay thy constancy.
5: I hope to the last minute hope can give. He will not come. He's not received my letter. Maybe some other view has from our home repealed his changed eye. Or what business can excuse the tardiness, thus willful? None. Well, oh, then, it is not business. Oh, that letter, I say, is not delivered. Or he's sick. Or, oh suggestion, wherefore wilt thou frighten me? Who yo does to Enrique on mere purpose, on plotted purpose, yield me up? And he hath chose another mistress. <laughs> All presumptions make powerful to this point his own attraction, Enrique left behind. That strain lacked jealousy, therefore lacked love. So sure as life shall empty itself in death, this new surmise of mine is a pulled certainty. His plain and obvious, Enrique would not, durst not, thus infringe the law of friendship, thus provoke a man that bears a sword and wears his flag of youth as fresh as he. He durst not, his contrivance, curse, stopping twixt them both. But I'm more heard.
3: Say, Leonora, has this outward veil quite lost me to thy knowledge?
5: Oh, my Julio, my presence ends a stern debate of doubt and cures me of a 1000 heartsick fears sprung from thy absence, yet awakes a train of other sleeping terrors. Do you weep?
3: No, Leonora. When I weep, it must be the substance of mine eye. Would I could weep, then mine eye would drop upon my heart and swage the fire there.
5: You are full possessed how things go here. First, welcome heartily. Welcome to the end of my last good hour. Now summer bliss and gaudy days are gone. My lease in them's expired.
3: Not so, Leonora.
5: Yes, Julio, yes. An everlasting storm has come upon me, which I can't bear out. I cannot stay much talk. We have lost leisure, and thus it is. Your absence hath given to what my letter hath declared, and is this instant on the effecting arc is now on tuning, which must celebrate this business so discordant. Tell me then, what will you do?
3: I know not what. Advise me. I'll kill the traitor.
5: Oh, take heed. His death betters our cause no wit. No
8: killing. You?
3: My blood stands still, and all my faculties are by enchantment dulled. You gracious powers, the guardians of sworn faith and suffering virtue inspire prevention of this dreaded mischief. This moment is our own. Let's use it, love, and fly off instant from this house of woe.
5: Alas, impossible, my steps are watched. There's no escape for me. You must stay too.
3: What? Stay, and see thee ravished from my arms, I'll force thy passage. Were I not a sword, ne'er on a man's thigh rode better. If I suffer, the traitor play his part. If I not do manhood and justice honor, let me be deemed a tame pale coward, whom the night owl's hoot may turn into an aspen leaf. Some man take this and give me a distaff for it.
5: Patience. Julio, and trust to me. I have forethought the means to disappoint these nuptials. Hark, again, these are the bells knoll for us. See, the lights move this way, Huyo. Hide behind yon and take thy secret stand. Blah. Dispute it not. I have my reasons, you anon shall know them. There you may mark the passages of the night, yet more. I charge you by the dearest ties, whate'er you see or hear, whate'er shall hap in your concealment rest a silent statue. Shh, nay, hide thee straight, or see I'm armed and vow to fall a pleading sacrifice before thee. I dare not tell thee of my purpose, Julio, lest it should wrap thee in such agonies which my love could not look on. Lady Leonora!
11: Why, Leonora, wilt thou with this gloom darken my triumph, suffering discontent and wan displeasure, to subdue that cheek where love should sit enthroned? Behold your slave! Nay, frown not, for each hour of growing time shall task me to thy service, till by merit of dearest love I blot the low-born Julio from thy fair mind.
5: So I shall make it foul. This council is corrupt.
11: Come. You will change.
5: Why would you make a wife of such a one that is so apt to change? This foul proceeding still speaks against itself and vilifies the purest of your judgment. For your birth's sake, I will not dart my hoarded curses at you, nor give my meanings language. For the love of all good things together, yet take heed and spurn the tempter back.
4: I think you're mad. Perverse and foolish.
5: How may I be obedient and wise too? Of my obedience, sir, I cannot strip me, nor can I then be wise. Grace against grace, ungracious if I not away a father, most perjured if I do. Yet, Lord, consider, or ere too late, or ere that not be tied, which may with violence, damnable, be broken. No other way severed. Yet consider. You wed my body, not my heart, my lord. No part of my affection. Sounds it well that who you love is Lord Enrique's wife. Have you an ear for this harsh sound?
11: No shot of reason can come near the place where my love's fortified. The day shall come wherein you'll chide this backwardness.
5: No, no, Enrique. When you shall find what prophet you are proved, you'll prophesy no more.
4: Have done this talking. If you will cleave to your obedience, do it. If not, unbolt the portal and be gone. My blessings stay behind you.
5: Sir, your pardon. I will not swerve a hair's breadth from my duty. It shall first cost me
4: dear. Well then, to the point. Give me your hand. My honored lord, receive my daughter of me, and wish you joy and honor. Hold!
5: oh no! Senor!
3: Don Bernard, mine is the elder
11: claim.
4: What are you, sir?
11: A wretch that's almost lost to his own knowledge, struck through with injuries. Ah, Julio, were you not sent on our commands to court, ordered to wait your fair dismission thence? And have you dared, knowing you are our vassal, to steal away unprivileged and leave my business and your duty unaccomplished? Ungenerous lord,
3: you have wronged me. Wronged me so basely, and in so dear a point as stains the cheek of honor with a blush, cancels the bonds of service, bids allegiance, throw to the wind all high respects of birth, title, and eminence, and in their stead fills up the painting heart with just defiance. If you have sense of shame or justice, Lord, forego this bad intent, or with your sword answer me like a man and I shall thank you. Julio, once dead, Leonora may be thine, but living, <laughs> she is a prize too rich to part with.
11: Vain man, the present hour is fraught with business of richer moment. Love shall first be served, then if your courage hold to claim it of me, I may have leisure to chastise this boldness. Oh, boy, oh. Then I'll seize my oh, rights. What here? Abroad? Stop at once! My servants, turn this boisterous sworder forth, and see he come not to disturb our joys. Old dogs, <laughs> Leonora,
3: <laughs> coward, base!
5: Enrique.
7: Oh, Julio!
11: She dies upon me. Help!
4: Dios mio! Ay, Leonora! Wrong
11: not about her, my lady. My her her lady. Heir. What paper is that? Let's see it. It is her own handwriting.
4: Bow her head. Tis but her fright. She will recover soon. What learn you by that paper, good my lord?
11: That she would do the violence to herself which nature hath anticipated on her. What dagger means she? Search her well, I pray you.
4: Here's the dagger. (gasps) Ah, the stubborn sex. Rash even to madness.
11: Bear her to her chamber. Life flows in her again. Pray, bear her hence, and tend her as you would the world's best treasure. Women, carry Leonora off. Don Bernard, this wild tumult soon will cease; the cause removed, and all return to calmness. Passions in women are as short in working as strong in their effect. Let the priest wait. Come, go in. My soul is all on fire, and burns impatient of this forced delay.
0: Julio's departure, thus in secret from me, with the long doubtful absence of my brother, who cannot suffer, but my father feels it, have trusted me with strong suspicions, and dreams that will not let me sleep, nor eat, nor taste those recreations health demands. But like a whirlwind, hither have they snatched me, perforce to be resolved. I know my brother had Julio's mother for his host. From him, enquiry may befriend me. Hmm. Signora! I'm glad to have met you thus. What ails? Camilla, I… Hmm? Is possible you should forget your friends?
2: Friends? What are those?
0: Why, those that love you. You're none of those, sure, if you be Lord Roderick. Yes, I am that Lord Roderick, and I lie not. If I protest, I love you passing well. You loved my son too
2: passing well, I take it? One that believed too suddenly his court creed?
0: All is not well. Good woman, do not rail.
2: My lord, my lord, you've dealt dishonorably.
0: Signora, I am so far from doing wrongs of that base strain. I understand you not.
2: Indeed, you know not neither, on my conscience, how your most virtuous brother, noble Enrique. You look so like him, Lord, you are the worse for it, rots upon such dissemblers. Under colour of buying courses, and I know not what, bought my poor boy out of possession even of his plighted faith. Was not this honour? And this a constant friend?
0: I dare not say so.
2: Now you have robbed him of his love. Take all. Make up your malice and dispatch his life too.
0: If you would hear me, Signora... Your
2: brave old father would have been torn in pieces with wild horses ere he had done this treachery. On my conscience, had he but dreamt you to durst have committed this base, unmanly crime... Why, this is madness! I've done. I've eased my heart. Now
0: you may talk. Then as I am a gentleman, believe me, for I will lie for no man. I'm so far from being guilty of the least suspicion of sin that way that fearing the long absence of Julio and my brother might beget something to start at.
7: Camila and a stranger. These may give me some comfort from their talk, I'll step aside and hear what fame is stirring.
0: Why this wondering? Can
2: there be one so near in blood as you are to that Enrique and an
0: honest man? While he was good, I do confess my nearness. But since his fall from honor, he's to me as a strange face I saw but yesterday, and is soon lost.
2: I ask your pardon, Lord... I was too rash and bold.
0: No harm done, Signora.
2: But is it possible you should not hear the passage twixt Leonora and your brother?
9: None of all this.
2: How now?
9: I bear you tidings, ma'am, which I could wish some other tongue delivered.
2: Whence, I pray you?
9: From your son.
2: Prithee, where is he?
9: That's more than I know now. But this I can assure you, he has left the city raging mad. Heaven comfort him. He came to that cursed marriage. The fiends take it.
2: Prithee be gone, and bid the bell knoll for me. I have had one foot in the grave some time. Nay, go, good friend. Thy news deserve no thanks.
0: That's well said, Signora. I hope all shall be well yet.
2: It had need, but it is a crooked world. Farewell, poor boy.
4: This comes of forcing women where they hate. It was my own sin, and I am rewarded. Now am I like an aged oak, alone, left for all tempests. I would cry, but cannot. I'm dried to death almost with these vexations. Lord... What a heavy load I have within me, my heart, my heart, my heart.
2: (laughs) Has this ill weather met with thee, too?
4: Oh, wench, that I were with thee. You do not come
2: to mock at me now. (laughs) Do not dissemble. Thou mayst find a knave as bad as thou art to undo thee, too i hope to see that day before i die yet
4: it needeth not camilla i am knave sufficient to myself if thou wilt rail do it as bitterly as thou canst think of for i deserve it draw thy sword and strike me and i will thank thee for it i've lost my daughter She's stolen away and whither gone, I know not. She had a fair blessing in being from you, sir.
2: I was too poor a brother for your greatness. You must be grafted into noble stocks and have your titles raised. My state was laughed at. My alliance scorned. I've lost a son
0: too, which must not be put up so. Hold. Be counselled. You've equal losses. Urge no farther anger. Heaven, please, now what your love may bring again, and no doubt will, your children to your comforts, in which adventure my foot shall be foremost. And one more will I add, my honored father, who has a son to grieve for too, though tainted. Let your joint sorrow be as bone to heal these
4: wounds of adverse fortune. Come, Camilla. Do not deny your love for charity. I ask it of you. Let this noble lord make family of us whom our own cross-fates could never join. What I have been, forget. What I intend to be, believe and nourish. I do confess my wrongs. Give me your hand. Heaven make thee honest. There. (sighs) Tis
0: done, like good men. Now, there rests not, but that we part, and each take several ways in quest of our lost friends. Some of my train over the wild rocks shall wait you. Our best search ended, here we'll meet again, and tell the fortunes of our separate travels.
7: Roderick, Roderick, I would! Your brother had but half your virtue! (laughs) Yet there remains a little spark of hope that lights me to some comfort. The match is crossed, the parties separate, and I again may come to see this man that has betrayed me and wound his conscience for it. Home again I will not go. Whatever fortune guide me, though every step I went, I trod upon dangers as fearful and as pale as death. Now, No, Enrique, I will follow thee where there I stay. Time may beget a wonder. Oh, are you come? What news?
10: None but the worst. Your father makes mighty offers yonder by a crier. To anyone can bring you home again.
7: <laughs> Art thou corrupted? No. Please, wilt thou be honest? I hope. You do not fear me. Indeed I do not. Thou hast an honest face, and such a face, when it deceives, take heed, is cursed of all of heaven's creatures. I'll hang first. Heaven bless thee from that end. I've heard a man say more than this, and yet that man was false. Thou'lt not be so, I hope? By my life, mistress. Swear not, I credit thee. But prithee, though, take heed. Take heed, thou dost not fail. I do not doubt thee, yet I have trusted such a serious face, and been abused, too. If I fail your trust... I do thee wrong to hold thy honesty at distance, thus um, thou shalt know all my fortunes. Get me a shepherd's habit. Well, what else? And... Wait for me in the evening where I told thee. There thou shalt know my father ends. Take heed. Do you fear me still? No. This is only counsel. My life and death I have put equally into thy hand. Let not rewards nor hopes be cast into the scale to turn thy faith. Be honest, but for virtue's sake, that's all. He that has such a treasure cannot fall.
3: My heart.
9: Well, he's as sweet a man, heaven comfort him, as ever these eyes looked on.
10: If he have a mother, I believe, neighbors, she's a woe woman for him at this hour.
12: Yes, indeed. (laughs) (laughs) Why should he haunt these wild, unpeopled mountains, where nothing dwells but hunger and sharp winds?
9: His melancholy, sir. That's the main devil, does it? Go to, I fear he has had too much foul play offered him. Why, now
10: and then he takes our victuals from us, though we desire him to eat, and instead of a short grace, beats us well and soundly and then falls too.
3: Where lies he?
9: Even where the night o'er takes him.
10: Now will I be hanged, and some fair-snouted skittish woman or other be not at the end of this
9: madness. Well, if he lodged within the sound of us, I knew our music would allure him. How attentively he stood and how he fixed his eyes when your boy sung his love ditty. Oh, here he comes again.
12: (laughs) Let him alone. He wanders strangely at us.
9: Not a word, sirs, to cross him as you love your shoulders.
12: He
10: seems much disturbed. I believe the mad fit is upon him.
3: To his native wilderness, it's a beast too noble to be made, the property of man's baseness. What a letter wrote he to his brother. What a man was I. Why, Perseus did not know his seat like me. The Parthian, that rides swift without the rein matched not my grace and firmness. Shall this lord die when men pray for him? Think you tis meet? Uh, I don't know what to
9: say. Neither I nor all the confessors in Spain can unriddle this wild
3: stuff. I must to court be ushered into grace. By a large list of praises ready-penned, oh devil! But a venomous world is this, when commendations are the baits to ruin. And all these good words were jives and fetters, sir, to keep me bolted there while the false sender played out the game of treachery. Holt, come hither. You have an aspect, sir, of wondrous wisdom. And, as it seems, I travel deep in knowledge. Have you ever seen the phoenix of the air? The bird of paradise?
10: In truth, not I, sir.
3: I have. And I have known her haunts. And where she built her spicy nest. Till, like a credulous fool, I showed the treasure to a friend in trust. And he hath robbed me of her. Trust no friend. Keep thy heart's counsels close. Hast thou a mistress? Give her not out in words, nor let thy pride be wanton to display her charms to view. Love is contagious, and the breath of praise or slight glance has kindled up its flame and turned a friend into a traitor. tis isn't proof. It has hurt my brain.
9: Now there is some moral in his madness, and we may profit by it.
12: Uh... See? He grows cool and pensive. Go towards him, bye, But do not look that way. Alas, I tremble.
3: Oh, my pretty youth. Come hither, child. Did not your song imply something of love? Ha, ha. Goes it there? Now,
9: if the boy be witty,
3: we shall trace something.
7: Yes, sir, it was the subject.
3: Sit here, then. Come, shake not, good pretty soul. Do not fear me. I'll not do thee wrong.
7: Why do you look so on me?
3: I have reasons. It puzzles my philosophy to think that the rude blast, hot sun, and dashing rains have made no fiercer war upon thy youth, nor hurt the bloom of that vermilion cheek. You weep too, do you not?
7: Sometimes I do.
3: I weep sometimes, too. You're extremely young.
7: Indeed. I've seen more sorrows far than years.
3: Yet all these have not broken your complexion. You have a strong heart. And you're the happier. I warrant you're a very loving woman.
7: A woman, sir? I fear he has found me out.
3: He takes
10: the boy for a woman. Mad again!
3: You've met some disappointment. Some foul play has crossed your love. I read it on your face.
7: You read a truth, then.
3: Where can lie the fault? Is't in the man or in some dissembling navy put in trust? Oh. Have I hit the cause?
7: You're not far off.
3: This world is full of gosners. Very full. Young virgins must be wary in their ways. I'd known a duke's son to do as great a knavery. Will you be ruled by me? Yes. Kill yourself. To be a terror to the villain's conscience to the longest day he lives.
7: By no means. What? Commit self-murder?
3: Yes. I'll have it so.
9: I fear his fit is returning. Take heed of all
3: hands. Sir, do you want anything? Thou liest. Thou canst not hurt me. I am proof against farther wrongs. Steal close behind me, lady. I will avenge thee.
7: Thank the heavens. I'm free.
3: O treacherous Enrique, have I caught thee?
7: Help,
10: help, good neighbors. He will kill me else. Ugh.
3: Here thou shalt pay thy heart blood for the wrongs thou heaped upon this head. Stop! Fake-breaker. Villain! Oh, I'll suck please. thy lifeblood! Ah! Good sir, have patience. This is no Enrique. Well, let him slink the court and hide a coward. Not all his father's guards shall shield him there. Or if he prove too strong for mortal arm, I shall solicit every saint in heaven to lend me vengeance. I stop. All about it straight. The wrathful elements shall wage this war. Fury shall haunt him, vultures gnaw on his heart, and nature pour forth all her stores of plagues to join in punishment of trust betrayed.
10: Go thy ways, and a vengeance go with thee. Pray, feel my nose. Is it fast, neighbors?
11: Oh,
9: tis as well as may be.
10: He pulled at it as he would have dragged a bullock backward by the tail. And had been some men's nose that I know, neighbors, who knows where it had been now. He's given me such a devilish dash o'er the mouth that I feel I shall never whistle to my sheep again. Then they'll make holiday.
9: Come, shall we go? For I fear if the youth return, our second course will be much more against our stomachs.
12: Walk you, for I will but give my boy some short instructions, and I'll follow straight. We'll crash a cup together.
9: Pray, do not linger.
12: I will not, sirs. This must not be a boy. His voice mean just to everything he does, savor of soft and female delicacy. He but puts on this seeming, and his garb speaks him of such a rank as well persuades me. He plays the swain rather to cloak some purpose than force to it by a need. I've waited long to mark the end he has in his disguise, but am not perfect in it. The madman's coil has driven him shaking hence. These fears betray him. If he feels right, I'm happy. Oh he's here. Come hither, boy. Where did you leave the flock, child?
7: Grazing below sir. What does he mean to stroke one on the cheek so? Oh, I hope I am not betrayed.
12: Have you learnt the whistle yet and the to hold? And how to make the dog bring in the stairs?
7: Time, sir, will furnish me with all these rules. My will is able, but my knowledge is
12: weak, sir. That's a good child. Why dost thou blush, my boy? Tis certainly a woman. Speak, my boy.
7: Heaven, how I tremble. Tis unusual to me to <coughs> find such kindness at a master's hand. That am a poor boy, every way unable unless it be in prayers to merit it. Besides, I've often heard old people say too much indulgence makes boys rude and saucy.
12: Are you so cunning?
7: How as I shake with fire and measure every piece of youth about me. The youths want water, sir. Shall I drive down to the cisterns? Shall I make haste, sir? Would I were five miles from him? How he craves me.
12: Come, come. All this is not sufficient, child, to make a fool of me. This is a fine hand. A delicate fine hand. Never change color, you understand me. And a woman's hand.
7: You are strangely out. Yet, if I were a woman, I know you are so honest and so good that though I wore disguises for some ends, you would not wrong me.
12: Come, you're made for love. Will you comply? I'm madder with this talk. There's nothing you can say can take my edge off.
7: But do quench these foul affections in you, that, like, base thieves have robbed you of your reason, and I will be a woman, and... Begin so sad a story that if there be art of humane in you or a soul that's gentle, you cannot choose but to pity my lost youth.
12: No stories now.
7: Kill me directly, sir. As you have any goodness, take my life.
0: Ho, shepherd! Will you hear, sir?
12: What, Pauline Rogue, is that of the devil's name?
0: (laughs) Blessings upon him whatsoever he be.
12: Good evening,
0: my friend. I thought you all had been asleep in this country.
12: You had lied, then. For you were waking when you thought so.
0: I thank you, sir.
12: I pray be covered. It is not so much worth, sir. Was that
0: thy boy ran crying? Yes. What then? Why dost thou beat him so? To make him grow. A pretty medicine. Thou canst not tell me the way to the next nunnery.
12: How do you know that? Yes, I can tell you. But the question is whether I will or no. indeed, I will not. What a brute fellow's this!
0: Are they all thus? My brother Enrique tells me by his letters the mistress of his soul not far from hence hath taken sanctuary, from which he prays my aid to bring her back. From what Camilla hinted, I wear some doubts. Here tis appointed that we should meet. It must be here. Tis so, he comes. Now, brother, what's this post-haste business you hurry me about? Some wenching matter?
11: My letter told you, sir. Tis
0: true. It tells me that you've lost a mistress whom your heart bleeds for. But the means to win her from her close life, I take it, is not mentioned. You're ever in these troubles.
11: Noble brother. I own I have too freely given a scope to youth's intemperate heat and rash desires. But think not that I would engage your virtues to any cause wherein my constant heart attended not my eye. Till now my passions reigned in my blood, ne'er pierced into my mind. But I'm a convert grown to purest thoughts, and must in anguish spend my days to come if I possess not her. So much I love.
0: The means. She's in a cloister, is she not? within whose walls to enter as we are, will never be. Few men but friars come there, which we shall never make.
11: If that would do it, I would make anything.
0: Are you so hot? I'll serve him, be it but to save his honor. To feign a corpse. By the mass it shall be so. We must pretend we do transport a body. As twere to funeral, and coming late by, crave a leave to rest the hearse in the convent. That be our course, for to such charity, strict zeal, and custom of the house give way.
11: And opportune, a vacant hearse passed by from rites but new performed. This for a price will hire to put our scheme in act. Oh, Gerald. I, Signor. When we're once
0: lodged, the means of her conveyance, by safe and secret force, with ease will compass, but, brother, know my terms. If that your mistress will to the world come back, and she appear an object worthy in our father's eye, woo her and win her, but if his consent keep not pace with your purpose.
11: Doubt it not. I've looked not with a common eye, but chose a noble virgin, who to make her so has all the gifts of heaven and earth upon her. If ever woman yet could be an angel, she is the nearest.
0: Well, a lover's praise feasts not a common ear. Now, to our plot. We shall bring night in with us.
9: Good sir, compose yourself.
3: Oh, Leonora, that heaven had made thee stronger than a woman. How happy I had been.
8: He's calm again. I'll take this interval to work upon him. These wild and solitary places serve but feed your pain. Let better reason guide you and quit this forlorn state that yields no comfort.
7: Ha. Hark! A sound from
3: heaven. Do you hear nothing?
8: This is a strange place to hear music in.
3: I am often visited with these sweet airs, the spirit of some hapless man that died and left his love hidden, a faithless woman. Fond echo, forego thy light strain, and heedfully hear a lost maid. Go tell the false ear of the swain how deeply his vows have betrayed. Go. Tell him what sorrows I bear. See, yet if his heart feel my woe, tis now he must heal my despair, or death will make pity too slow.
8: See how his soul strives in him. This sad strain has searched him to the heart.
3: Excellent sorrow. You never loved. No. Peace. And learn to grieve, then. Is not this heavenly? I never heard the like, sir. I tell you, my good friends, but pray. Say nothing. I am strangely touched with this. The heavenly sound diffuses a sweet peace through all my soul. But yet I wonder. What new sad companion grief has brought hither to outbid my sorrows? Stand off, stand off, stand off, friends. It, It appears.
7: How much more frightful are these craggy mountains and these wild trees than things of nobler natures. For these receive my plaints and mourn again in many echoes to me. All good people are fallen asleep forever. None are left that have the sense and touch of tenderness for virtue's sake. No scarce their memory. From whom I may expect counsel and fears, haste to complainings, or redress of wrongs.
3: This is a moving sorrow, but say nothing.
7: What dangers have I run, and what insults exposed this ruin of myself? Oh, mischief on that soul spotted hind, my vicious master. Who would have thought that such Poor worms as they, whose best feed is coarse bread, whose beverage water should have so much rank blood. I shake all over and blush to think what had become of me if that good man had not relieved me from him.
3: Since she is not Leonora, she is heavenly. When she speaks next, listen as seriously as women do that have their loves at sea what wind blows every morning.
7: I cannot get this false man's memory out of my mind. You maidens that shall live to hear my mournful tale when I am ashes, be wise. And to an oath, no more give credit to tears, to vows, false, both, or anything a man should promise, than to clouds that now bear such a pleasing shape, and now are nothing. Valor, Justice, discretion, honesty, and all they covet to make them seeming saints are but the wiles by which these sirens lure us to destruction.
3: Do you not weep now? I could drop into a fountain for her. She weeps extremely. Let her weep. Tis well her heart will break else. Great sorrows live in tears.
7: No oh, false Henrique. <laughs> and oh, thou fool, forsaken Violante, whose belief and childish love have made thee so, go, (laughs) die, for there is nothing left thee now to look for that can bring comfort but a quiet grave. There all the miseries I have long felt, and those to come shall sweetly sleep together. Fortune, may guide that false Enrique hither to weep repentance over my pale, dead course and to cheer my wandering spirit with those loved obsequies.
3: Stay! lady. stay! Can it be possible that you are Violante?
7: Violante? That lost name, spoken by one that needs must know my fortunes, has taken much fear from me. Who are you, sir? For... Sure, I am that hopeless Violante.
3: And I, as far from any earthly comfort that I know yet, the much wronged Julio. Julio? I once was thought so. If the cursed Enrique had the power to change you to a boy, my lady, should not that mischief make me anything that have an equal share in all the miseries his crimes have flung upon us?
7: I know it. And pardon me. I could not know your virtues before your griefs. Methought, when we last met, the accent of your voice struck my ear like something I had known. But floods of sorrow drowned the remembrance. If you'll please to sit, since I have found a suffering true companion, and give me hearing, I will tell you something of Leonora that may comfort you.
3: Blessings upon thee. Henceforth I protest never to leave thee, if heaven say amen, but soft. Let's shift our ground, guide our sad steps to some remoter gloom, where, undisturbed, we may compare our woes, dwell upon the table of mutual injuries, till our eyes run o'er, and we infect each other with fresh sorrows. Talk you of comfort, tis the food of fools, and we are none o but indulge despair. So, warm with griefs, steal to the cave of death, and in a sigh give up our last breath.
0: Rest, certain lady. Nothing shall betide you but fair and noble usage. Pardon me, that hitherto a course of violence has snatched you from that seat of contemplation to which you gave your afterlife. Where am I? Not in the nunnery. Uh, (laughs) Never blush nor tremble. Your honor has as fair a guard as when within a cloister. Know then what is done, which... I presume you understand not truly. Has this use to preserve the life of one, dying for love of you, my brother and your friend, under which color we desired to rest our hearse one night within your hallowed walls, where we surprised you?
5: Are you that Lord Roderick, spoken of for virtue and fair life? And dare you lose these to be advocate for such a brother? Such a sinful brother? Such an unfaithful, treacherous, brutal brother?
0: Hey. This is a fearful charge.
5: If you would have me think you still bear respect for Virtue's name, as you would wish your daughters thus distressed might find a guard, protect me from Enrique. And I am happy.
0: Come, sir, make your answer. For as I have a soul, I am ashamed on it.
11: Oh, Leonora, see... Thus self-condemned, I throw me at your feet and sue for mercy. If I have erred, impute it to my love. The tyrant god that bows us to his sway, rebellious to the laws of reasoning men, that will not have his votaries' actions scanned, but calls it justice when we most obey him, he but commanded what your eyes inspired, whose sacred beams darted into my soul, have purged the mansion from impure desires and kindled in my heart a vestal's flame
5: rise, my lord. This well-dissembled passion has gained you nothing but a deeper hate. Should I imagine he can truly love me that, like a villain, murders my desires? Or should I drink that wine and think it cordial when I see poison
0: in it? Draw this way, lady. I am not perfect in your story yet. But see, you've had some wrongs that want redress. Only you must have patience to go with us to yon small lodge, which meets the sight from hence, where your distress shall find the due respect. Till when, your griefs shall govern me as much as nearness and affection to my brother. Call my attendants yours, and use them freely. For as I am a gentleman, no power above your own shall come near your person. I follow straight.
7: Your ear a moment. Scorn not my tender youth. Ah!
0: What ails this boy? Why dost thou single me?
7: The due observance of your noble virtue vowed to this mourning virgin makes me bold to give it more employment.
0: Art not thou the surly shepherd's boy that when I called to know the way ran crying by me? Yes,
7: sir. And I thank heaven and you for helping me. How did
0: I help thee, boy?
7: I do but seem so, sir, and I am, indeed, a woman. One your brother once has loved. Heaven forgive him else, he lied extremely.
0: Weep not, good maid. Oh, this licentious brother! But how came you a wanderer on these mountains? That's
7: very really pleasant. Please, you all discover. I will assure you, sir, these barren mountains hold many wonders of your brother's making, and wondered hap was Julio, the man beside him with roms.
0: That once again... Sir, I
7: said Julio. Sleep weighed down his eyelids, oppressed with watching just as you approached us.
0: Oh, brother, we shall sound the depths of falsehood. If this be true, No more but guide me to him, I hope. A fair end will succeed all yet. If it be he, by your leave, gentle brother, I'll see him served first. Maid, you have o'erjoyed me. Thou shalt have right too. Make thy fair appeal to the good duke, and doubt not but thy tears shall be repaid with interest from his justice.
4: Uh. Aye, then your grace had had a son more,
2: he a daughter, and I an heir. But let it be as tis, I cannot mend it. One way or other, I shall rub it over with rubbing to my grave, and there's an end on it.
1: Our sorrows cannot help us.
2: Indeed. Hang me, sir, if I shed one tear more. By Jove, I've wept so long, I'm as blind as justice. When I come to see my hawks, which I held a toy next to my son, if they be but house high, I must stand aiming at them like a gunner.
1: Why, she mourns like a man. Don Bernard, you are still like April, full of showers and dews. And yet I blame you not, for I myself, Feel the selfsame affections Let them go They're disobedient children
4: Ay, my lord Yet they may turn again
2: Let them e'en have their swing They're young and wanton The next storm We shall have them gallop homeward Whining as pigs do in the wind
4: Would I had my daughter anyway?
2: Wouldst thou have her with child, man? Tell me that
4: I care not if an honest father got it.
2: You might have had her so in this good time, had my son had her. Now you may go seek your fool to stop a gap with.
1: You say that Roderick charged you here should wait him. He has slipped the time at which his letters of speed request that I should also meet him. I fear some bad event is ushered in by this delay. How now? Uh, Uh, So please, Your Grace, Lord Roderick makes approach. Comes he alone? No, sir. Attended well. And in his train follows a hearse with all due rites of mourning. Heaven's hand, Enrique, live! Tis
2: my poor Julio!
1: My lord! Oh, welcome, 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 good Roderick. Say, what news?
2: Do you bring joy or grief, my lord? For me, come what can come, I'll live a month or two, if the gout please, curse my physician once more, and then under this stone lies
0: seventy-one. Signora, you do express a manly patience. My noble father, something I have brought to ease your sorrows. My endeavours have not been altogether barren in my journey.
1: It comes at need, boy. But I hoped it from thee.
0: The company I bring will bear me witness. The busiest of my time has been employed on this good task. Don Bernard finds a daughter. Father!
4: Oh, my girl, <laughs> thou bringst new life.
0: <laughs> and you, my royal father, behind that lady find a wandering son.
11: My father, here, and Julio's mother. Oh, confusion. Low as earth to the duke, I bow me for your pardon. And
1: you, Roderick, restore me one comfort here that has been missing long. And, Enrique, I hope thy follies thou hast left abroad.
2: I, I, you've all comforts, but I, you have ruined me, killed my poor boy, cheated and ruined him, and
0: I have no comfort. Be patient, Signora. Time may guide my hand to work you comfort, too. I thank your lordship.
2: What grandsire time had been so kind to have done it. We might have joyed together like good fellows. But he's so full of business, good old man. 'Tis wonder he could do the good he has
4: done. Child, be comforted. These tears distract me.
1: Hear your good father, lady willingly the voice of parents is the voice of gods for to their children they are heaven lieutenants made parents not for common uses merely of procreation beasts and birds would be as noble then as we are but to steer the wanton freight of youth through storms and dangers which with full sails they bear upon and straighten the moral line of life they bend so often for these are we made fathers and for these may challenge duty on our children's part. Obedience is the sacrifice of angels whose
4: form you carry. Hear the duke, good wench.
5: I do most heedfully. My gracious lord, let me be so unmannered to request. He would not farther press me with persuasion to the instant hour, but have the gentle patience to bury this keen suit till I shake hands with my old sorrows. Why dost
2: look at me? Alas, I cannot help thee. And But weep a farewell to my murdered Julio. Blessing be with
5: thy soul, whene'er it leaves thee. For such sad rites must be performed, my lord, ere I can love again. Maids that have loved, if they be worth that noble testimony, wear their loves here, my lord, here in their hearts, deep, deep within. Not in their eyes, or accents such may be slipped away, or with two tears washed out of all remembrance. Mine no physic, but time or death can cure.
11: You make your own conditions, and I seal them, thus on your virtuous hand.
2: Well, wench, thy equal shall not be found in haste. I give thee that. Thou art a right one every inch, "'Thy father was some choice fellow, some true gentleman. "'I give thy mother thanks for it. There's no harm done. "'Would I were young again, and had but thee, a good horse under me, "'and a good sword, and thus much for inheritance.'
1: "'What boy's that? Has offered twice or thrice to break upon us. "'I've noted him. still he falls back fearful. A little boy,
0: sir? Like a shepherd?
1: Yes. Tis
0: your page, brother. One that was so late.
11: My page? What page?
0: Even so, he says, your page. And more, and worse. You stole him from his friends. What? And on some slight occasion let him slip. Here on these mountains where he had been starved. Had not my people found him as we traveled, this was not handsome, brother.
11: You are merry.
1: You'll find it sober truth.
11: If so, tis ill. Tis fiction all, sir. Brother, you must please to look some other fool to put these tricks on. They are too obvious. Please, your grace, give leave to admit the boy. If he know me and say I stole him from his friends and cast him off, know me no more. Brother... Pray, do not wrong me.
0: My lord. Here is the boy. If he deny this to you, then I have wronged
1: you. Hear me. What's thy name, boy?
7: Florio, like your grace.
1: A pretty child. Where wast thou born?
7: On the other side of the mountains.
1: What are thy friends?
7: A father, sir, but
1: poor. How camest thou hither? How to leave thy father?
7: That noble gentleman pleased once to like me, and not to lie so much to dote upon me that with his promises he won my youth and duty from my father. Him I followed.
0: How say you now, brother?
2: Ay, my lord, how say you?
11: As I have life and soul, tis all a trick, sir. I never saw the boy before.
7: Sir, call not your soul to witness in a wrong. "'And tis not noble in you to despise what you have made thus. "'If I lie, let justice turn all her rods upon me.'
1: "'Fie, Enrique, there is no trace of cunning in this boy.'
7: "'A good boy. Be not
2: fearful. Speak thy mind, child. "'Nature sure meant thou shouldst have been a wench.' And then, had been no marvel, he had bobbed thee.
1: Why did he put thee from him?
7: That to me is yet unknown, sir. For my faith he could not, I never did deceive him. For my service he had no just cause. What my youth was able, my will still put into act to please my master. I cannot steal. Therefore that can be nothing to my undoing, no, nor lie. My breeding, though it be plain, dishonest.
1: Weep not, child.
7: This lord has abused
2: men, women, and children already. What father plot he has, the devil knows.
1: But, but... If thou canst bring a witness of thy wrong, else it would be injustice to believe thee. He having sworn against it, thou shalt have, I bind it with my honour, satisfaction to thine own wishes.
7: I desire no more... I have a witness, and a noble one for truth and honesty. Go, bring him hither.
11: This lying boy will take him to his heels and leave me slandered.
0: No, I'll be his voucher.
11: Nay then, tis plain. This is confederacy. That he has
0: been an agent in your service appears from this. Here is a letter, brother. The writing, yours. The matter, love. For so he says, he can explain it.
2: Then belike,
11: a young he bore This forgery confounds me. Read it, Roderick.
0: Our prudence should now teach us to forget what our indiscretion has committed. I have already made one step towards this wisdom. Hold, sir.
11: My very words to Violante? Go on. My gracious father, give me pardon. I do confess I some such letter wrote, but... How it reached this young dissembler's hands is what I cannot solve. For on my soul, and by the honors of my birth and house, the minion's face till now I never saw.
0: Run not too far in debt on protestation. Why should you do a child this
11: wrong? Your friendship's past warrant, not this abuse. If you provoke me thus, I shall forget what you are to me. This is a mere practice and villainy to draw me into scandal.
0: No more. You are a boy. Here comes a witness, shall prove you so. No more.
1: Hello. Violante? Violante.
11: Violante. What's here? No, sir. Whose practice breaks? By all my sins, the injured Violante.
7: My lord, I come not now to wound your spirit. Your pure affection dead, which first betrayed me, my claim die with it. Only... Let me not shrink to the grave with infamy upon me. Protect my virtue, though it hurt your faith, and my last breath shall speak in rique noble.
11: What a fierce conflict shame and wounded honor raise in my breast, but honor shall o'ercome. She looks as beauteous and as innocent as when I wronged her. Virtuous Violante, too good for me. Dare you still love a man so faithless as I am? I know you love me. Thus, thus and thus, I print my vowed repentance. Let all men read it here. My gracious father, forgive and make me rich with your consent. This is my wife. No other would I choose, were she a queen. Here's a new change. And fair Leonora, from whose arms I forced my wronged friend Julio. Oh, forgive me, take home your holy vows and let him have them that has deserved them. Oh, that he were here, that I might own the baseness of my wrong and purposed recompense. My Violante, you must again be widowed, for I vow a ceaseless pilgrimage ne'er to no joy till I can give it to the injured Julio.
2: This almost melts me. My poor
0: lost boy. I'll stop that voyage, brother. Gentle lady, what think you of this honest man?
5: Alas, my thoughts, my lord, were all employed within. has a face makes me remember something I've thought well of. How he looks upon me. Poor man, he weeps. Ha huh. Stay it cannot be. He has his eye, his features, shape, and gesture. What... he would speak. Leonora! Yes, tis he. Oh, ecstasy
2: of joy! Now, what's the matter? Let him alone. We're almost starved for kisses. Stand forty foot off, no man trouble him. Much good may it do your hearts. What is he, Lord?
0: What is he? A certain son of yours. The devil he is. If he be the devil, that devil must call you mother. By your leave a little.
2: Ho! Are you my Julio?
3: My duty tells me so.
2: Nay, do it again. I will not hinder a kiss.
3: But love engrossed me all. O Leonora, do I once more hold thee?
5: The righteous powers at length have crowned our loves. Think, Julio, from the storm that's now o'erblown. Though sour affliction combat hope awhile, when lovers swear true faith, Listening angels stand on the golden battlements of heaven and waft their vows to the eternal throne. Such were our vows, and so are they repaid.
1: In as you are, we'll join your hands together. A providence above our power rules all. Ask him forgiveness, boy.
3: He has it, sir.
11: Brave, generous Julio, I knew thy nobleness of old and prized it till passion made me blind. Once more, my friend, share in a heart that ne'er shall wrong thee more, and brother.
1: This embrace cuts off excuses. I must in part repair my son's offence. At your best, Legerlio, know our court, and Violante. For I know you now. I have the debt to pay. Your good old father once, when I chased the boar, preserved my life, and for that good deed and for your virtue's sake, though your descent below, call me your father. A match drawn out of honesty and goodness is pedigree enough. Are you all, pleased?
4: All. All, sir. All.
1: All,
11: sir.
2: (sighs) All.
1: All. And I, not least, will now return to court. There the solemnity and grace I'll do, your several nuptials shall approve my joy, and make grieved lovers that your story read, wish true love's wanderings may like yours succeed. The Pendant Shakespeare presents Double
0: Falsehood by William Shakespeare, featuring the voice talents of Adam Blandford as Roderick, Gareth Boley as Duke Angelo, Julia Eve as Camilla, Chase Greenley as Julio, Bridget Gusowitz as Leonora, Sarah Palmero as Don Bernardo, M. L. Earhart as Enrique, Episodes One and Two, Jeff Robinson as Enrique, Episodes Three, Four, and Five, Josh Kibby as Harold, Abigail Eliza as Violante, W. Keith Timms as Fabian. Cindy Woods is Lopez, Kendra Murray is May, Alex Graw is Citizen 1, W. Keith Timms is Citizen 2, Jamie Elizabeth is Lady 1, Cindy Woods is Lady 2, W. Keith Timms is First Shepherd, Kendra Murray is Second Shepherd, Russell Gold is Master of the Flocks, Alex Graw is First Noble, Cindy Woods is Second Noble, and Josh Kibbe is the Attendant. Music used in this production includes I'll End a Loose by Silverman Sound. All other music by Josh Mullen at thetoonpeddler.com. Dramaturgy and audio adaptation by Morgan Z. Soul. Directed by Jeff Robinson and Adam Blandford. Produced by Pendant Productions. This production is copyright 2022, Pendant Productions.
5: For more information, visit pendantaudio.com. Thanks for listening.